Chapter 6, Book 1. All right, all right, all right, all right. Have you finished all your mouse? Good. Now we can start the next part of our story as promised. Now where did I leave off? Ah, yes. Robin and our now larger group of cats continued along the sidewalk. It was now about midday, and Robin ha had nothing on her mind but to unite the next realm, or at least part of the next realm. She had decided to do the house cats. However, with much muttering from the alley and the rooftop cats, I had overheard two alley cats muttering to themselves, Is she crazy? House cats are no use at all. They're all lazy layabouts. Robin seemed to think differently. We need every cat we can get, she said when I'd mentioned what the cats had been talking about. And it doesn't matter if they are lazy layabouts. We need more cats. She continued along the sidewalk without saying another word. She seemed infuriated by what people were saying about, by what cats were saying about the house cats. Finally, she entered through a cat flap, as she called it, a small door inside of another, larger door for the human. When she entered, there was a large barking, a booming barking and a hiss. I thought for sure that a dog had Robin by her scruff. Spider let out a little squeak and was prepared to jump onto the roof. But I motioned for him bravely to enter. Spider shot through the door, prepared for battle, and so did I. A couple other cats shot through as well. They were all rooftop, though. All the other alley cats didn't lift a claw to help. But, alas, thank goodness, Robin was not being held by the scruff by a dog. The smallest little white dog I had ever seen in my entire life was barking its head off. It was quite fascinating, to be honest. I had no idea what the thing was saying. It was just barking like crazy. Drool dribbled from its mouth. It was disgustingly fascinating. I watched as Robin hissed and arched her back, tucking her tail between her legs to protect it. It's a natural cat thing. She gave it a good swift bop on the snout, and the dog went scrambling on, under, under the table, still growling and barking as if it was a fierce lion. There was a from the other side of the room, it and we turned. Laying on the couch, looking thoroughly confused and a bit bewildered, sat a house cat. She was a grey tabby with white paws and a white belly and a small white tip on her ear. Well, I knew today would be a little weird, she exclaimed, but I never thought it would be this weird. This cat looked thoroughly bewildered. She twitched her ear, blinking. She didn't even arch her back or hiss as a natural cat should. Instead, she looked over her shoulder and sat up. She had been laying on her back, her belly soaking in the sun. She was very fat 
and smelled atrociously of dog and human. Don't mind old Q-Tip. He wouldn't bite a cat if he could, she chortled. Cats don't laugh, but we can give off the expression of laughing. Well, how can I help you? I blinked. You mean you're not going to attack us? I asked. Attack you? Why on earth would I do that? We're all cats, aren't we? She said. Cats do smile, but we never show our teeth. Showing your teeth is a way of saying, let's fight. But she did grin at, at us. She had a mischievous expression. And she sniffed the air tentatively. If I'm not mistaken, you're rooftop cats, aren't you? She sighed. Well, what can I help you? Am I in trouble again? Again? I asked, cocking my head. She flicked her tail with amusement. All right, all right. Well, my human's not home right now. Won't be home for another... She looked up at a small ticking disc. Hour or so. What's an hour? Asked Spider. Spider always asked the wrong question at the wrong time, and the cat looked thoroughly confused. You don't know what an hour is? Well, it's a giant chunk of time. Oh, said Spider. Honestly, cats are horrible at time. We like to tell the moon and the sun. If the sun is just above the horizon, a small chunk of time has passed since night. If the sun is is in the middle, it's about the middle of the day, and a large chunk of time has passed. Time is like a slippery fish that you cannot keep your claws on, and it passes much too quick for us cats. We're also not good at counting, not at all, which is why neither Robin nor Spider nor I knew how much cats we had in our procession. But to our surprise, this cat was very good at counting. She was muttering to herself as the cats passed. She flicked her ear. Oh, you've got about 20 cats in here now. Well, everyone, find a place to lay down. Go ahead. All, all the cats just stood around, stiff-legged, not knowing exactly what to do. 20, I said. I knew what that meant, but I was still very bad at counting. See, grunted Robin, we need cats like this. Cats who can count and tell time. Oh, it's just because of the humans. I hear them talking about numbers all the time. Humans are obsessed with numbers. Numbers and putting things in boxes and putting them up on, on shelves, she said. This even seemed to bewilder her. But she shook it off and said, Well, what can I help you all with? I didn't expect today I'd have uh, the 20 cats in my house, eh? Well, if you don't mind us intruding, we'd like to call an emergency meeting for house cats. She blinked. Well, first, call me Millie, she said. And with the emergency meeting, she, she thought to herself, Well, Ellie, well, we don't really have a cause to call emergency meetings, so we don't have a call. You don't, said Robin, looking surprised. No. Robin muttered to herself, Don't have an emergency call. What is she talking about? Well, then, we'll just have to make one. She stood on the couch and called a very unusual call. Hey, all 
mouse cats, come in here. No one came. Well, there is one way. I have food, yelled Millie. Suddenly, a stampede of cats entered the cat flap. A cat, a very fat, sandy-colored Tom, spoke up. He was wearing a pink collar around his neck. Well, uh, not all of us could come. Some of us are stuck in the room. The room is evidently what they call their den. Well, that does make sense. The ones that can't go outside don't know about the realms. That's okay. How many cats are here? asked Spider. Millie looked around, counting. About ten house cats. Not a lot, but enough to spread word. Good, grunted Robin. She, she explained our predicament, and the house cats looked uneasy, looking at each other and twitching their tails and whiskers, their pupils dilated. The sandy-colored Tom, who evidently was more of a speaker than the others, stepped forward. I'm sorry to be rude, he said, but as you might know already, us house cats aren't really good at, well, um, at talking. And, well, well, we are good at talking, but what I mean is we're not very good fighters. But, said Spider thoughtfully, you can count. Exactly, said Robin. You can also she said, looking around at the, at the house cats. You can also talk, as you just said. We need messengers. You don't need to fight, and I don't know how we're going to pay you in food, but you can talk and count until time. And we need cats like that. There is going to be a war. Can sense it deep in my bones. The alley, the house cats looked uncertain, and only five of them joined. Five was not enough, not enough at all. The other five left. Millie, the cats whose house we had intruded on, had joined. Then suddenly she looked alert. Hear that? She said. Indeed, we did. It was a crunching of wheels on gr on a dr on gravel. My human's home! Everyone out! Out, out, out! We all streamed from the cat flap, mewing in shock and panic as we ran from the house. The other house cats, most of them wearing small collars with ringling bells on them, followed us, our stampede of cats. First things first, said Robin, once we had gathered on a small, around a small motor beast that had fallen into a ditch. It was rusty and had lost most of its round paws. We gotta take off your collars, she said to the house cats. The house cat looked indignant. Why do we have to take off our collars? Said a very small black house cat with one blue and one green eye. A Persian cat stepped forward. She was a ginger Persian, and she looked as if she understood. We have to take off our collars because of the sounds they make. Some of the cats did not have bells, but most of them did. They rang their bells with their paws and jingled their name tags. 
and then they understood. All right, said the cat, said the black cat, and the Persian cat was the first to get her collar ripped off. They all streamed up to Robin, and she ripped off their collars one at a time. Some collars were made out of pure leather and the hardest to, to rip off. Others were made out of small ribbons, very easy to rip. Second matters second. We need a leader. All the cats blinked with surprise. A leader, said a rooftop cat. Well, I just kind of assumed you were the leader. Robin looked a little shocked. Me? I can't be the leader. Well, you are the one who gathered us, said an, said an alley cat. So it just makes sense. In a kindle, said the alley cat. The leader is the one who gathers the cats, the one who mot who motivates them. Obviously, the alley cats knew a lot about leaders, and though the house cats didn't know what we were talking about, they nodded. House cats are very agreeable and mellow most of the time. Well, for a cat, they're mellow. All right then, said Robin, who looked proud of herself for once. She puffed out her chest. I'll be the leader then. All right, kittens, you can find out what happens next next night. Got it? I know, I know. Come on, come on. You've got to take your bath now.